What's up, you guys? Welcome to the show. Good to see all y'all. Um, been getting able to see a few of you guys in the comment sections on Facebook. Welcome to Household and Homestead. Welcome. Um, we're a little later today. Sorry. The uh, podcast studio had a plumbing disaster. <laughs> <laughs> that was yep. was pretty awful, actually. Might be so, a better time for folks, though. So it's true. We're out. in the afternoon now, by accident, but maybe it'll turn out to be by design. What's up, Jonathan Dupuy? Welcome to the feed. Um, so anyway, today we're going to be talking about some cool stuff. Today we're going to be dealing with the idea of legacy. But before mm. we get into that, um, I want to remind you guys about a few things. We've got lots of shows all coming up on Christchurch Media, so follow us on Facebook. You can also go to SermonAudio.com and search We Are Christchurch to see all our other shows and episodes. God and Government is tomorrow. Um, we've got counseling sessions from Pastor Kirk. How to Dad comes in on Fridays. And then every week we have a new Christchurch pastor preaching on Sunday. I, yeah. I think have we had a week where anybody's repeated? I think so far it's been everybody doing nope. their thing. Pastor nope. Kirk is this Sunday, isn't that right? Yeah. I, I think we'll have one for every week of quarantine. Nice. It's a good time. Hopefully good time. we will be back soon. Hopefully, yeah. No, stay at home just got extended two weeks, so I hope you guys still like your couches and your families mm-hmm. also. <laughs> You've been doing some family worship? Oh, yeah, man. It's been really nice. You know, we've been doing... Um, we do sing a couple of songs, and you know the kids are doing homeschool right now, and right. so they're um, working on different hymns. Right now, we're doing "Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus." Yeah, they've done "Trust and Obey." Lots of trust themes. In you got our the house uh, this guitar week. out? No, <laughs> we've just, just been acapella? singing acapella. <laughs> I'm excited to see how the kids do with it. You know, like I want them, I want them to get used to singing Learn without anything else. Learn all the parts. You teach them like the alto, the soprano. You're oh doing all no, that. we're just singing. We're just singing. We're just singing regular. I want them to get used to singing with nothing, and that way, when we go back to church on Sunday and we have something, Ooh. they're still singing loud. Yeah, you know, yeah. like that's that's kind of where my head's at right now. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it winds up working out. But so far, it's been good. What about y'all? Y'all doing family worship stuff? Yes, indeed. Yeah. How many sermons has Jude preached by this point? Jude's only preached one. <laughs> <laughs> A little sermonette. Um, he is not um, officially ordained. Uh, you know, he is a minister in training. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Okay, see what God's calling on his life is. Okay, but he had a good time. It was fun. We've um, you know sung some hymns, did some uh, times of confession and, and prayer and thanksgiving. It is um, for those of you who are listening. You got a bunch of little kids. My kids are are not old, but. It's nice when they can sit still and right. they have you can right. steal to them by God's grace some self-government so they can manage to sit there and to participate. It really becomes a, a pleasant experience. Right. It's not um, the gathering of the assembly. It's not the church. Right. Um, it is the family. But it is a delight that um, God's watching over our family and that we can uh, set aside the Sabbath um, mm. and set it apart as holy unto the Lord. And so that's fantastic i've heard some of the ways that other people in our church are setting that side that day aside Mm. i know the gillerys i don't know if they're listening but sundays are a special um it's not captain crunch i don't want to blaspheme it's uh what's the cinnamon cinnamon toast crunch okay so i'm told that on the lord's day their kids get cinnamon toast crunch (laughs) 
<laughs> it's I special. Was like, what a great, what a great idea, <laughs> Scott. Uh, Pastor Scott told me he said we proposed um, cinnamon buns, and they were like, "No, it's the Lord's Day, Dad." You know, cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's a great idea. That's set it apart, and, and those kids will never forget that. If you do it, you know, you do it routinely, they'll never forget that. Right. So, I'm, right. I'm super encouraged to see all of the things that our folks are doing to make the Lord's Day holy. To set it aside as holy. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to get back, but that's certainly been an encouragement. Certainly. That's awesome. Yep. That's very cool. Very cool. What, anything new going on around the homesteadery? You Ooh, been doing any new um, stuff? Well, I, you know, my uh, cattle are getting larger. We have two family cows, <laughs> dairy cows. Um, oh, we gosh. hope by God's power and grace <laughs> to be able to get to the point where we can make our own milk and butter and, and probably make some for the uh, neighbors as well. Whoa. It would okay. be huge. It would okay. be huge, but okay. it's a, it's a fun hobby. Um, but they're getting big. My wife insisted on the black and white cows. That, that we, we didn't know anything. She just knew that those were pretty. Okay. <laughs> well, it turns out those are like the largest breed that exists. They're like a couple of sizes smaller than a camel. You know, really? So Holsteins are monstrous. Fortunately, yeah. one of ours seems to be half Jersey, so it's more manageable. Okay. But they're getting big okay. and strong, and one's got horns coming. And so you've got to take care of those horns here shortly. You've got to take them off, don't you? Yeah, I wouldn't if it were just me. Okay. But I don't want a kid to be gored. That would be they, dramatic. Well, they kind of, right. they, they, they can bully. They bully Amelia, the youngest. Oh, I see. I see. Like the same way the rooster does. I mean, they smell fear. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so they don't bully me. I mean, I've got them tra- trained pretty good. So yeah. rubbing them and, and brushing them and getting them ready so we can milk them without, you know, getting kicked or stomped on. So right, that's right. The cool thing about the quarantine is I've had the actual time to train the cows. It mm. takes time to train them. And okay. So it's sort of been a, a good provision from the Lord okay. to do this. That's and cool. um, Fun thing going around the, the uh, well, it's not a homestead yet, but yeah. we're getting there. It's getting closer. We're getting there. It's getting closer. That's, That's nice. Right. Very cool. So. Very cool. Well, yeah, so today we're talking about legacy on the show. We're trying to get into the idea of, um, you know, what are we leaving behind? What's the next generation? Yeah. Uh, Hash- you mean hashtag legacy. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hashtag legacy. Yeah. That's we right. We are a media savvy organization. <laughs> hashtag legacy. So, Pastor Brandon, where, where are we going today? What's, what's the details? Well, you know, there's a lot of bad news out there. Yeah. Um, no joke. There is a lot of woe and lamentation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the prophets of woe and lamentation um, continue to signal, you know, that the future of the world is bleak. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. apocalyptic religions are rampant these right. days. The economy is going to fall apart. Everything's going to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, it, exactly. The world's never going to be the same after this. You know, all kinds. Of, yeah, I'm hearing that all the time. And, you know, we don't know what to expect in the short term. Sure. But I would like to propose that the scriptures give us a solid basis of hope for the future. Mm. In spite of what we might see in our environment and what we might see in our current circumstances. Mm. Okay. That I don't need to be afraid to bring children into this world. Okay. I don't need to be afraid to teach them to bring children into this world because the future is so bright. Mm, okay. And it's bright not because of my feelings or emotions, but because the text of the Bible 
clearly declares it as good news for the world. Okay. Not everyone's going to agree with me. Okay. But when you got a fire shut up in your bones, <laughs> right? You got to say it. <sighs> Here I stand. I could do no other. <laughs> well, okay. So we're talking about future legacy. Yeah, and this is household and homestead. So we're talking about hope for the future for the family. Mm, okay. Legacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wanted to use that word because it's so it's just overused these days. Sure. And it's oftentimes used in ways that are absurd. Um, mm. I want to show. Um, how we can establish a biblical, a hope-filled legacy for our families. Okay. Right? Okay. So the future is bright. Yeah. Show it Why to me. have kids? Why have lots of kids? Right. Why have a smile on your face? Mm-hmm. Why um, enter into sorrow not as though you don't have any hope? You know? Mm-hmm. Why is the joy of the Lord my strength? Mm-hmm. Why? What's the basis of that, that hope for the future? We're going to turn to Psalm 112. So today, we're, we're doing a little exegetical study of Psalm 112. We're going to begin in verse 1. And this is um, one of the many places in Scripture where God establishes hope for the family long term. Okay. Right? So Psalm 112, verse 1. I'm glad folks are joining us. I, I think we're up to 300 viewers right now. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. 30 would be nice. 30 would be, feel good. It'd make right? me, it would make me feel good. It yeah, would make me yeah. feel good. Well, but while folks are tuning in and thinking about their questions, we'll start off in Psalm 112, verse 1, hashtag blessed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got hashtag legacy. You got hashtag blessed. Oh, my blessed. gosh. <laughs> Man, we could, we could spend all day on blessed, but that's a misused okay. term in these days. Agreed. Agreed. Didn't I see that on your bumper sticker when I was walking Stop up it. Here? That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> De- full denial. It's not happening. It was hashtag blessed, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, no. Blessed is unfortunately a, an overly used term and mm. often misused term. Yeah. But I will say this. One of the reasons why it's so misused and, is because it is a magnificent you know concept okay it's it's a it's a big a big idea you know the oftentimes people will boil this down to happy you're happy okay happy in the moment happy and happy's okay do, do i, I like feel happy. good right now do i feel safe i, I like happy mm. but i would say that happy doesn't quite catch the magnitude and the majesty of this promise Okay. It's blessed. You see, it's in the. It's got a past tense to it. It's, it's established. He's blessed. It's got that. It's it's almost like an adjective, that is placed over this man. Okay. He's blessed. Okay. It's magnificent. It is talking about. And here's my term that's important: covenantal blessings. Okay. These are covenantal blessings. What do you mean covenantal? Well, no one listening to the show has probably thought through these things. Okay. Okay. There might be a few folks that tune in that may have. Um, so I'm not going to be able to fully flesh this out. Okay. But we are in a covenant with the Lord, Christians. Right. And there are blessings attached to it for faithful obedience. Okay. There are covenantal sanctions that we can expect to receive in this life. Blessed is the man, it says, covenantal blessings. These are not random. 
These are not the same sort of blessings that anybody can have at any given moment. These are covenantal blessings from our covenantal Lord, King Jesus. Okay. These are not blessings that come from natural law. Um, so these are not things that come from, let me put it this way, scientific cause and effect. Okay? Okay. Now, there is that if you don't drink and drive. Right. You can hopefully expect to not get a DUI, right? <laughs> or kill somebody. Or a vehicular homicide. Right. There are those natural consequences in life, those natural cause and effect, mm -hmm. okay? I'm saying this is bigger than that. I'm saying okay. this is personal. This is King Jesus. Okay. This is um, ruling and reigning. This is his love poured out on his church, on his Christians, on okay. his children. Okay. These are personal. These are loving. These are tender. These are promises mm -hmm. that we're about to get into. That's blessed. Okay. It's, I mean, it's, it's not just someone who, you know, keeps their nose. What's the, what's the phrase? They keep their keeps nose, their nose clean? clean. Yeah. It's, we're not just talking about someone who is a goody two shoes, keeps their nose clean. I mean, those sorts of people probably can reasonably expect that life will go better for them if they're not going around breaking laws all the time. Sure. I'm not talking about something that can be measured on a statistical chart necessarily. Right. I'm not talking about scientific cause and effect. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about um, covenantal blessings. I'm also not talking about a, a force as though the universe is designed in such a way so as to, if you push in the right numbers, you get the right outcomes. Right. You put in the right coin, you make the selection, you get what you want. Right. right. There's no deistic God. This is not the Unitarian God. This is not the force. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about a machine. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about what ancient Greeks would have held to. Um, in the way they believe the world worked. We're not talking about karma. Mm. We're talking about a personal being mm -hmm. who rules sovereignly over the universe. Mm -hmm. God the Father ruling sovereignly through the Son who has been given all authority on the throne. And he knows us. He knows our names. And he promises us verbally through the scriptures to bless us. That's the sort of blessings that this verse is all about. Okay. So okay. a lot of qualifiers there. Sure. Right? But I, the picture that I get immediately is like of a father with his children and him pouring out blessings upon them, like giving them good gifts, taking yeah. care of them, giving them fun things to do. You know, that's, that's the picture that I'm Amen. seeing right away. And how many times does the scriptures talk about how much love the father has for us mm -hmm. and how much uh, he gives us good gifts? Mm -hmm. Our hearts should be bursting with anticipation and expectation for all that the Lord, it, it says that he would show his loving kindness to us for generations. So we, that's one word. We got we to move it along. Okay, okay, here we who go. Who is blessed, though? It says right here. Okay. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. So not just anybody is blessed. Okay. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord. We don't have time for it, but shorthand, it's a Christian. Okay. 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 If you reject that, that's fine. That's on you. But shorthand, I have an entire archived series on the <laughs> definition of the fear of the Lord. You can find it sermon audio okay. under We Are Christ Church. But he's essentially talking about Christians. Okay? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. then he um, gives us a more specific um, aspect of the Christian life that leads to blessings. Okay? Mm -hmm. It says, who delights greatly in his commandments. Ooh. My delight is in the law of the Lord, says yeah. King David. That's right. That's right. The new covenant promises that the commandments of God, 
the laws of God would be put on our hearts. Mm. See that right there? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The law of God, Ten Commandments, you know, Sermon on the Mount, and the, the law of God is, is written throughout all of scriptures, all kind of laws, mm -hmm. okay? Um, it comes to man initially as a burden and a condemning weight. Right. That's right. That's right. To show that we are guilty, inadequate, inept, and capable of keeping it. To drive us to the cross of Christ. That's right. We to need drive a savior. us to Jesus. Right. We need a savior. Mm -hmm. we, need, we need someone to atone for our sins. Mm -hmm. It is that crushing burden. But on the cross, we are freed from the condemnation of the law. Hmm. Jesus Christ has bared the curse, that is, the negative sanctions of the law. Mm -hmm. He's taken on the curse so that we are freed, right? Mm -hmm. So that he might love us freely, empower us to walk in obedience and newness of life. Okay. And this is one of the greatest things of the, of the gospel is that because of Jesus Christ, we've been given the spirit of God and with resurrection power, we have the ability by God, by God's grace in the spirit to walk in obedience, not perfection. No one's saying perfection. Right. There's when we sin, we confess our sins. There's a reason we have confession on Sunday. That's right. But we can live a life that is pleasing to our Lord. Mm. We can hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Mm. We have the power um, through the gospel. We are not to be dominated by sin mm. so that the law at that point is not a crushing burden. It's an easy yoke. The mm. burden is light, mm. and the way can be joyful. Okay. We, we skip down the, the road of God, God's commandments. Mm. We mm -hmm. skip. We frolic. Yeah. Right? We laugh. We high-five. People are often condemned by guilt and shame. Mm -hmm. So when I talk about obedience or obeying God's commandments, they don't get covenant. They just hear legalism. Hmm. They feel condemned in their, they feel condemned in their hearts. Right. But he, listen, in Christ, there is no condemnation. But that doesn't mean we are now to live lawlessly mm -hmm. as though we have no guide for life. Mm -hmm. We have a guide and it's a glorious good news guide that shows us how to live a life, which is, we're going to see a blessed life. Mm. Okay. Christians ought not think of the commandments of God like those rules of the swimming pool. Right? Remember, you know the okay. rules of the swimming pool? If you run in the pool, you're going to get kicked out. Right. No running. No diving. Mm -hmm. No jumping. Right. No horseplay. Mm -hmm. Basically, everything that ruins fun for, <laughs> <laughs> for a young boy. Right. right. When you get older, you see the wisdom of no glass. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no one ever looks at those commandments and is like, Wow. I delight <laughs> in the swimming pool. No, it's kind of like whatever HOA. You know? <laughs> right, 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 right. But King David and here the psalmist speaks of a, of a concept of a category of delighting, taking joy, hmm. satisfaction in the commandments of God, hmm. greatly delighting. Listen to what um, John so Calvin says. He says, we must therefore cheerfully embrace the law of God. It used to condemn us, and we would run from it, right? Mm -hmm. But now, now that we're free because of the Christ, cross of Christ, we can embrace it. Say, thank you, God, mm. for showing me how to live, mm. showing me how to be a dad or a pastor or a friend. Mm. We can cheerfully embrace it. Amen? So the difference here from what I'm seeing is uh, 
the law kept in covenant versus the law kept for righteousness. It seems like we're talking about two very different yes, things. Yes. Justification versus a covenantal type relationship. Yes, and, and, and we should probably mention that. Paul says the law is good unless it is used unlawfully. Right. 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 If you use the law as a basis for your righteousness before God. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. John Piper, John Piper says if you use the law like a ladder to climb up into heaven, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's not how you do it. Martin right. Luther says if you use the law to climb your way up into heaven, you're not going to like what you see when you get there. <laughs> oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> but John Piper says let's take that ladder of the law and let's lay it down. And now it's train tracks showing us how to live, showing us the, the path of holiness. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So, no, when we use the law unrighteously— as a, a basis to, you know, self-justify, right. that's incredible sin. Right. And it's the height of pride. And you'll never be able to keep it. No, and you won't be happy you'll about be it. be perpetually <laughs> unjustified and knowledgeable of it yeah. and walk around in condemnation forever. That's right. And, and honestly, the inability to delight in the law is one of, I would say, one of the evidences that someone's still wrestling with that. Hmm. You know, they're still wrestling with um, using the law wrongfully, mm. in my opinion. They're still, tr- they're still struggling they're with still trying to justify struggling with their themselves. justification. Uh, I see. You know what I mean? They're n- they haven't moved, they haven't gone into sanctification with that justification intact. Mm. And if you look at the life of David, whenever um, uh, Bathsheba, whenever he mm-hmm. sinned with Bathsheba, his hope, if you remember, he like laid prostrate and he was waiting for hopefully the mercy of people were like, why are you laying down like this? Why are you fasting? He's like, because I know God is a merciful God and maybe, mm. maybe he'll give me mercy. So he, even then was right. not dependent on his justification. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He wasn't, he wasn't waiting to be justified. He was leaning on the mercies of God. And so the same David can write in the Psalms over and over again. My delight is in yes, the indeed. law of the Lord. David, that makes perfect sense. David did not use the law wrongfully. Mm. He did not. So moving on, verse two gives us, it fleshes out this promise of covenantal blessing for Christians, for those who delight in the law, which means faithfully, joyfully, cheerfully obeying the law, Mm -hmm. right? Um, Not in our own power, amen? Mm -hmm. In the power of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of God, as a work of the gospel in our hearts. Right. That's the good news of the gospel, that we're set free from the dominion of sin and now have the power to walk in newness of life. He took out our hearts of stone, gave us hearts of flesh that love him and desire to keep his commandments. And we shall do his statutes, it Mm -hmm. tells us in the prophecies. Mm -hmm. So, that guy, right? Right. Verse 2, his descendants will be mighty on earth. Mic drop, let's leave the room. This, <laughs> this, this changes everything. Hmm. Now, if you don't believe that, that's fine. That's on you, right? Mm-hmm. I believe it. And I believe it for right now. Okay. This is, simply put, the basis of my hope for my family. Okay. For the future. This is, one of the, this is one of the reasons why I can say my labors with my family are not in vain. I know that even after I die, the Lord will be faithful to this promise. Hmm. See, this is the basis of our hope. This is the basis of legacy. His descendants will be mighty on earth. Mm-hmm. Where? On earth. Mm-hmm. When? After he's long and dead. In the future. <laughs> 
Yeah. Might be, will be. Hmm. Poor, persecuted, miserable wretches? No, mighty. Right. Did Brandon just say that? <laughs> Brandon's just reading. <laughs> That's awesome. Not to be snarky, but to, to address the heart of disbelief, this is right here in the text. Yeah. All right? The generation of the upright will be blessed. Calvin says it like this. He says, God's fatherly kindness is not confined to their own persons. That's person in verse one. Mm -hmm. It also extends to their posterity. Amen. Legacy. Legacy. Is not this what we are taught in Exodus chapter 20, verse six in the 10 commandments that God shows mercy to thousands, to those who love me and keeps my commandments. Thousands of what? Generations. Hmm. Generations. The deck is stacked. The odds are in our favor. You see? (laughs) The system is rigged. Right. The covenantal Lord is ruling and reigning. It's amazing to me. And I'm happy about it. That it's so clear here that he's working through households, through families. Generations. Yeah. From that man who began. Right? Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. right. That makes a lot of sense whenever you think about Abraham, too. So if you go back then, you think God says, hey, I'm going to make your descendants as many as the sands on the seashore. God's been doing this from the beginning of his covenantal promise. Go in and and, um, be fruitful and multiply and take dominion. It seems to be continuously the same thing. This promise shows itself time and time again in the scriptures um, that God is faithful to generations, that he has a plan for his people. Hmm. It's a beautiful and wonderful promise of God. Mm. Notice though, it's not just for individuals at random points in human history. Right. It's for the future and it's for their household. It's for their family's descendants. Mm. You see that right mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. get away from that. Right. Right. All right. But here, you know, here's the big question. You know what the big question is, right? What? Hit me. Is this for Christians today? Because Pastor Brandon, oh. you were in the Old Testament. Okay, and is now this we, for the church today? That's yeah, is this question. for the church today? Okay. You know, because of this context of evangelicalism these days, and because of some of the teachings that are out there, mm. I constantly have to reiterate this, that the whole Bible is for us too. It's all, all the promises of God find their yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Mm. That all the covenantal blessings are for his church, for Christians. In fact, I, I, and because people like proof texts, This particular chapter, Psalm 112, is quoted by the Apostle Paul in the book of 1 Corinthians when he is laying out his reasons for why the church should be generous with their money. Hmm. So we have, use some sanctified logic here, the Apostle Paul preaching to a New Testament church Mm -hmm. in Corinth, and his Bible is open to Old (laughs) Testament. To Old Testament passages. Right. Right? Right. He's using Old Testament passages, this one in particular, pertaining to this promise of God. He uses the second to last verse, sort of the summary verse of it, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. he is using that to inspire them to live greater lives of radical generosity. Mm. So we have a clear exegetical proof text that this passage is for Christians today. Mm. It's, in fact, the basis... Mm-hmm. Of, of generosity. We'll see that in a second. Mm. Okay? He goes on, though. All right? Um, well, no, no, no. We forgot this major question right here. 
What's that? You want to oh. ask it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. I missed it there. So You want to ask it? This is it. <laughs> y'all ready for this? So if we're talking about legacy and if we're talking about God's promises through a family to the children over generations, then eventually what we would be leading to would be a world so filled with Christians that there could become a Christian society, right? <laughs> Listen, <laughs> look at the v- verses. Look at the text. Don't believe this because I said it. I'm from Brobridge. You're suspicious already. You don't believe me. That's fine. I'm from Brobridge. But look at the verses. If he is faithful to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments, Exodus mm. chapter 20. Mm-hmm. And he kind of, he, if I can remember the quote, visits the iniquity for three to four generations, Exodus chapter 20. Mm-hmm. You know, if blessed is the man who commands his righteousness, that's the positive sanction of the covenant. Mm-hmm. We have also on the flip side, negative sanctions of the covenant, which we're going to get to at the end here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see, as I said, the deck is stacked. Right. The odds are in our favor. Right. The Lord is on our side. You know, the, when you plug this algorithm into the machine, <laughs> it, uh, I, I hate to use that analogy. <laughs> But you can see that King Jesus on his throne with his covenantal promises is not going to fail right. like Adam did or like Israel did, mm. right? He's not going to fail. He, he's going to continue to be faithful to generations. But get this, though. If you had in a particular locus of a geographical region, let's say um, New England in the 1600s mm-hmm. or something like that, a bunch of families that God's grace had been poured out on, regeneration, the gospel was spreading, and these families have been to grow and grow and grow. What do you have then? From our God and government, we understand that what that's called is a society mm-hmm. or a town. Right. That the family is the building blocks for the church, I do believe, and the family is the building blocks for society. Mm-hmm. You have here, I do believe, a promise, and we'd have to flesh this out in multiple talks sure but a promise that there can be a christian town a christian society Mm -hmm. that can rejoice in and enjoy the covenantal blessings of jesus Hmm. i i this is not a leap it is simply a deduction based on thousands of generations promise to those kids blessings for the future verse three and here's the thing okay Pastor Stewart. <laughs> this one's dicey. You're going to get in trouble with this one. Listen, listen. It's coming. <laughs> you know, nobody has to believe me. Just here's what I ask. I ask this humbly as someone who is called to preach the word of God with a fire shut up in my bones like Jeremiah. Okay. <laughs> I ask this humbly. Just be teachable. Consider it. Okay. You understand? Yeah. I recognize that this is not how most of us grew up. Sure. Understanding these things. I recognize that false prophets and false teachers and apostates and prosperity preachers use these things they to come up it. with all sorts of nonsense. Right. Right? But just because of a wolf got a hold of a Bible verse doesn't make the Bible verse invalid. Right. Right? Ooh. So, I like but that. Here's the thing. Okay. We're not talking about blessings inside the heart invisible. Mm-hmm. Exclusively. 
Although that's part of it. There's a joy, yeah. you know. That, no, not there. exclusively. Right, right, right. Oh, there has to be that. You got that delight. You got that joy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. You got that mm-hmm. peace. That's right. You got all of those beautiful things that happen inside of you mm-hmm. when the gospel is applied to you. Right. Right? All right. of that. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-government, all of those things. Okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And we're not just talking about stuff in heaven. We're not talking about a spiritual heavenly blessing, Mm -hmm. although there's that too. Right, right. What this passage makes out is that there are earthly, visible manifestations of the blessings of God Mm. in the here and the now. (laughs) Verse 3, wealth and riches will be in his house and his righteousness endures forever. Wealth and riches, man. I don't know about you. You sound like one of them prosperity preachers yeah, now, bro. I don't know. I'm just reading Bible verses here. <laughs> this, listen, I'm, we, I've been teaching this for years and using various other Bible passages. But this is, the, this is sort of the point that Paul is making in 1 Corinthians when he says, listen, the one who provides seed for the sower is going to keep your barns full so that you can continue with generosity. Hmm. This isn't for indulgence. This isn't for you know, um, you know, American conspicuous consumption. This is because you're a part of the kingdom of God. You're keeping the kingdom of God first and foremost in your life, and he's adding all these things unto you. Why? Mm. So that you can use them for the kingdom of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. John Piper, he just says, if you're being used by the kingdom of God, he's pouring in and you're pouring out, he's going to continue to make you a bigger conduit. That's John Piper's metaphor. Yeah. A bigger conduit of his grace. That's the same thing we're taught here, right here. It's the same concept. Mm-hmm. But I would say that it, it is at least seems to be applied to generations and to families. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not wealth and riches devoid of values right. and ethics. It's, it's, it's someone who has the fear of the Lord. They're walking in the statutes. They seek first the kingdom of God. Mm. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is blessing them. And he's promising them, I'm going to keep this rolling for generations. Mm. The deck is stacked in your favor, my son. Mm. Now, that's good news right there. Right, right. That's, I have hope for my children. Now, but, you know, there's an obvious question here, though. Right. Because well, we're, we're literally sitting here on house arrest. All right, we're not on, we're, no, we're not on house arrest yet. Mm, we're on, <laughs> we'll see what happens on the 16th. Do you have an ankle bracelet? <laughs> <laughs> we, some of us some of us might be there pretty soon yeah hope not so you know, we're on quarantine though you talking about blessings and this time might seem insensitive so we got to say it hard times happen sure where's the category for christian suffering in this jesus says clearly while you're in this world you will have afflictions mm. says it as clear as day so, and these two things are not exclusive yeah. We're, we're Don't get so, mad at me that the Bible's mysterious and difficult and that God's ways are higher than our <laughs> ways. And that seeing that it's a book that written by God, you know, it might take us a little while to figure out, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know, thousands right. of years, it seems. Mm. Right. No, this is not mechanistic. We already said that. Right. It's not automatic. God it's not is a not vending a machine. machine. You nope. put your quarter in and get mm. what you want. It doesn't work nope. that way. Sometimes the greatest wealth that God gives you is just the contentment in your heart. Absolutely. Sometimes that's all you got. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's hard to look at Peter on the cross upside down and say, Peter, what about, you know. Where's your blessings? <laughs> Where's your wealth and riches? Right. But if you said that, I bet, you would, I bet Peter would say, I'm not a betting man, but I think Peter would say, I am suffering, but God will be faithful to the generations. God will be faithful to those who come after me. Hmm. 
God will be faithful to his Christians, to his church, his children. Sometimes we suffer for others in the future. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes we, when we suffer all times, we have a resurrection power, and we do not suffer as those who have no hope, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it feels like God has forgotten us, mm-hmm. right? But I have to, this is where I have to stand. I cannot believe that God is giving us these promises and we're supposed to walk away thinking that they're just random. You know what I mean? Yeah. That he just promised his people these beautiful covenantal generational promises, and I'm supposed to walk out of this room and think, no, 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 here today, gone tomorrow. Some people get this. Other people get that. A little bit here, a little bit there. It's all random and mysterious. I have no way of figuring out. I have no basis for a hope of positivity for my future and for the future of my children. I do not believe this is random. I believe a word we could use is predictable. Hmm. That we can, um, this is a phrase from Albert Martin, who's a uh, Reformed Baptist pastor. He's been dead a few years, but I listen to him often. He says that we can reasonably expect the pleasures and the, and the, and the blessings of God hmm. in this life and for our children. We have reason to expect Amen? Amen. So that's the basis mm. of our hope. We know, of course, that he's not a machine, that he's a heavenly father. Jesus Christ is a covenantal Lord. And sometimes it's best for us that we don't get whatever it is we think we want. Right. That's part of the blessings, too, though. Right. Even the terrible things. He works all things. Together for the good of those who love him and are called according right. to his purpose. Yes. Because he, he's in charge of history. Mm-hmm. He's working all things according to the counsel of his will. Mm. And this will manifests itself over time in, in vindicating God's faithfulness to his people. Mm. Verse 9. He has... Now, here's the one that Paul quotes. Okay. Right? He has... Dis, in 1 Corinthians, when Paul's talking to the church there mm. and... Um, encouraging them to be radically generous in a time of need. He says, for such the scripture says, verse 9, he has dispersed abroad. That's this righteous man, this uh, man who fears the Lord and delights in his commandments. He's dispersed abroad. That just means he's generous. Okay. See, he's wealthy. His house is full of riches, but for what purpose? Still the kingdom of God. Right. He's Still a love of his neighbor and love of God. Mm-hmm. He's dispersing, and God's filling up his storehouse. Mm-hmm. See that? Mm-hmm. He has given to the poor. His righteousness endures forever. His horn or his strength will be exalted with honor. You know, hmm. that's beautiful. That's the basis for radical generosity in 1 Corinthians. Be generous, delight in God's commandments. Because he is going to care for you, not only you, for your generations. Hmm. Legacy is the basis for generosity, or one of them. And generosity is a path to legacy, hmm. or one of them. That's nice. Hmm. Breathe, I got breathe that I in. Gotta, I got to stew on this for a little bit. So God promises inheritance for generations for the purpose of generosity. To those who are faithful to him. Am I, am I tracking with you so far? Yes. Let me restate it this way. Okay. The text clearly says we're not just talking about the, the invisible things of, of the heart. Mm-hmm. We're talking about actual We're wealth. not just talking about contentment. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about future blessings in heaven. Ooh. We're talking about 
here it is. And this next verse is going to make his plain. We're talking about visible manifestation of the blessings of God over a group. Okay? Over individuals, families, church, and if there's a bunch of them, a town or a society. Hmm. We're talking about, I think, a city on a hill. City hmm. on a hill is not a broke down, busted, socialistic ghetto. <laughs> city on a hill right. is, is like... Even the wicked hate God and are like, but he sure is good to them, right? Mm. Well, and that's mm. what the next verse says. It says, the wicked will, you got to say that for me, right? See it. See it. Mm. It's, they'll see it. Yeah, there's tangible, visible, obvious things that are happening with right. these people here in this group. Right. Okay. Generally, we're not talking about they will see your conspicuous con- consumption, we're not talking about they'll see your beamer. Right. I mean, this is ridiculous. We're not talking about the horrible manifestations of, of materialism in a modern-day American Christianity. We're not mm-hmm. talking about that. But, we are, but there's something. There's an it. There's an it. There's an it. A people provided for, content in what they have, confident in that provision. That's what I'm seeing Just a lot. blessed. Yeah. Tell me if it isn't so that there are people in your life, families individuals that look at your life and say, man, I wish I had that. Sure. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. I would say it's one of the number one reasons why people come to our church hmm. is because they've had some engagement with a family in our church hmm. and they're like, they're doing life different. Something's different about those guys. They're onto something. Hmm. Well, I remember even just like, so we went to Lowe's before the quarantine, before the quarantine. This was a long time ago. We went to Lowe's, a group of us, to buy a stove for one of the guys who just bought a house in town. And we were helping him out. So we went to Lowe's to buy a stove. And one of the employees, like we were, we were a bunch of guys running an errand together. We were cutting up and being stupid and having fun. You know, it was, it was a normal man trip to the, to the Lowe's (laughs) store. Right. And so while we were there, it was really interesting. One of the employees there stopped and looked at us and his comment was something's different about you guys. And that's what it was. Hmm. It was people walking in the joy and blessing of the Lord. It was, there was, there was a visible it. There was an it to it. And that it could be seen in neighborhoods all around Acadiana. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now to some degree, but just give it a couple of generations. Right. This is the vision that I'm trying to lay out for Christ Church, and you are as well. Mm-hmm. And, th- and this is not something, I, I'm a dog, and I got a hold of a bone here. I'm a pit bull, <laughs> not letting it go. Right? Yeah. This, is, this is beautiful, good news mm. for the world. Mm-hmm. And it's not only good news coming out of our mouths of the cross, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and his lordship over all things, but it's seen manifestly mm-hmm. in our lives that he's blessing us. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the vision. Not talking about beamers and private jets. No, that, <laughs> that's not it. I right. mean, right. everyone can see that and be like, you scallywags, you scumbags. Right. You know what I mean? You're, you're clearly wolves. Everyone see that. Right. But to, to have a genuine people with the fear of the Lord in their heart, mm. fruits of the Spirit, a joy and a passion for Christ and mm-hmm. for keeping his commandments mm-hmm. and who boldly confess his name over all of life mm-hmm. and the Lord's blessing them. And they're generous, right? Mm-hmm. And they're mm-hmm. taken care of and the poor are not numbered in their midst, right? Mm-hmm. That's a witness. That's a testimony. Mm-hmm. That's a city on a hill. 
That's Christ Church. Come on, guys. Give, <laughs> that's Christ Church. This is it. <laughs> Rolling. Rolling. For the 300 people viewing. <laughs> or 30. 30. Well, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Here it is. The wicked will see it. Right? Mm-hmm. And be grieved. Ah, that's too bad. You know? He will gnash his teeth and melt away. The desire of the wicked shall perish. Right? They might have the same kind of money or want the same kind of money or wealth. They might want all those things, but they're not going to be able to enjoy it. Mm. You know, they're dominated by their sins. They're going to gnash their teeth and difficulties. But, you know, we know from the testimony of Scripture that there will be many who see it and smell the aroma of life. Mm. Right? They smell that aroma of, yeah. of Christ right. and are attracted to it. But you're very right. There are some, you know, the Bible talks about that, who smell it and only see death. Yeah, there's just going to be the yucky, them. that sounds terrible. Yeah, no, right. I, don't, I don't want that. That's going to happen. And that's right. mainly who we're talking about here. Right. And some will see it and turn to the Lord. Mm. Right. That's cool. Light to the Gentiles is one of the Old Testament ways of saying it. You know, a testimony, a witness, a city on a hill. Let your light shine before men. And God's got your back on it. Mm. Right. So, I mean, if anything... Seek first the kingdom of God and, his right, and its righteousness, and all these things will be added, added unto, unto you. you. Just another way of saying that. Right? But look, there might, there might be someone out there who's like, I can't buy it. What, make, what makes me think that God is in my corner to that degree? Because mm. I had to go through this, and I had to go through that, and I tried the old church thing before, and I still had to go through this and go through that. Okay, you know? But just consider how far he went to make it possible for you to fear the Lord and mm. to delight in his law. That doesn't come natural. Right. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's that right. involves a supernatural work of the Spirit of God in your heart, which was the way it was made for by the cross of Christ. Right. That's how far God has gone to bless his people mm. and to have a witness on this earth for generations is that he sent his son to die. It's interesting that we... This. In, in the South, I feel like we'd be so fast to accept Jesus going to the cross to die for us, but yeah. so slow to accept God saying, Here is, here's it, a, a blessing for your household yeah. as afforded to you um, by my grace. Like, yeah. with that, that, I, yeah. that, we seem to stay, oh, let's well, stay I think at it's least just, guys in our camp. I think there's, we have just, we suffer from a lot of biblical illiteracy, and mm-hmm. the gospel has been truncated to only dealing with things of the heart mm-hmm. and, 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 and heaven. You know, they, mm-hmm. most uh, most people don't have a concept for the gospel for all of life or the good news for uh, the reconciliation of all things to Christ. Hmm. And, and, I mean, these are big ticket items, but right. we don't have to reinvent the wheel. God's grace has revealed these things in the scriptures mm-hmm. and Christians for thousands of years have been teaching this and unpacking it. Yeah. You know, we can figure it out. We can learn. Yeah. We can grow. We can read. Yeah. I lost the, the chapter. We can read Psalm 112, and I would be, honestly, we're pretty much just reading Psalm 112. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. I want Jonathan, so we got Jonathan Dupuy watching. Hey, Jonathan. Jonathan's an old friend of mine, and I know that whenever he and I were going to church together years ago, this was one of the things that he and I struggled with a lot. Yeah. And I'm wondering how you're doing out there today right now, Jonathan. I see you're still watching. I'm curious to know how you're, how you're feeling about this particular topic, because when he and I went to church together, 
you know, the prosperity gospel was ramping up and we were just starting to develop categories for prosperity gospel bad. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And so whenever you start sure. to develop those categories, you swing into the opposite ditch. Soon as, you know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like as soon as someone reads verse 3, wealth and riches. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's not what that false means. False prophet. That's <laughs> right. not what that means. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So it's a, it gets to be a... It gets to be a good thing. Well, have you? Did you ever Jonathan wrestle says, with it? Hashtag blessed. <laughs> did you ever wrestle with the fact that you're like, I grew up in sort of a, you know, the Christian life is all about suffering. You know, it's just suffering, cross, um, you know, let's just try to make it, you know. Right. Um, yeah. And, and, until uh, we finally are freed from this hellhole. Right. I sort of lived in that psychology my entire childhood. No, absolutely. That was, so I got, not my childhood. So I I wasn't a Christian until I was 18, but I was 18. I had no idea what the Bible said until I was really more like 25. I sort of had a clue, but not really. Um, And then I turned about 25 and I started listening to like more reformed guys like John Piper, um, pretty much just John Piper. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's got plenty of sermons out there. Right. And so, and, and the, and the suffering thing was such a theme there that I couldn't quite get off of that anywhere else. So that, that put me in the other ditch there, too. It was like, well, I, I only think of it as suffering. Yeah. I can't think about it really as anything else, any other options. And what was really helpful. tough for me was you read the uh, stories of Scripture, Abraham, Solomon. You're like, wow, they're all rich, like right. relatively. <laughs> right. Abraham, right. Moses, Job. Of course, not always. <laughs> right. right but right. it's like how do we understand this mm. i we have a covenantal lord who blesses us mm. makes us in john piper's word a bigger conduit of his grace mm. and he has this promise for the future of our children mm. right? mm-hmm. Le- that's legacy right there right what a we great could promise. never receive the blessings of God on our own. This is not natural to man. This is mm-hmm. only possible because Jesus Christ has set us free from the condemnation of sin. Mm. And he has given us the spirit of God, put his commandments in our hearts, caused us to walk in his statutes, and then God blesses us. He's the, the beginning and the end of our salvation, the whole thing. So mm. the surest method, I, I would say the surest method for establishing legacy in the home, it's not automatic. It's not mechanistic, right? Mm-hmm. It's not absolute in every single circumstance. It's not the vending machine. No. We're not talking about that. But, the sh- but it's predictable, okay? Mm-hmm. It's not random. That's, I feel like that's a rejection of this promise. Yeah. It's predictable. The surest method you have, the surest path to a blessed life for you and your children mm-hmm. is to trust and obey Jesus mm. right there. And if anyone is listening to this and they see Christian families and they're like, wow, what do they have? If you're not gnashing your teeth like the wicked here and you're instead saying, Lord, could I have that? Trust and obey Jesus. Mm. That's at the foundation of it. Mm. That's at the foundation of it. So any other folks out there? Oh, Jonathan. Um, uh, Jonathan's just Jonathan. Jonathan's our only Well, listener. no, we got lots of people in the feed, but he's interacting a little bit. He said uh, he's always aimed to live a public walk so that people would have be able to see that God's way of living ultimately leads, ultimately leads to life in this life. And he's saying that after my 20s, his blessings have had a lot of momentum. <laughs> <laughs> and he says, hashtag Ashley Dupuy. Yeah. 
<laughs> that's very true. Very that's true. Very true. And yeah. there is a desire, and he says this too, and I think that's true. There is a desire to reclaim these truths in our hearts. We're like, okay, so there's got to be something here. I spent 10 years rejecting this because I was so scared of the prosperity gospel, but there's got to be something here that's for God's people. So this is very helpful for me, at yeah. least. And I mean, I think that we could probably say with a realistic assessment of our lives that we've seen it to some degree or another. Yeah, absolutely. We've, we've witnessed it already. That's not to say, let's, so let's be pragmatists about this. But No, this isn't pragmatism at all. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not, a, not at all. That, I mean, is a completely worldly philosophy. This right. is... Reading Bible verses mm-hmm. and receiving promises. This is a promise-based life. Uh, life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, God predictably blesses those households who fear him and keep his commandments. Mm. He gave us his son to make it possible. Mm-hmm. This changes everything about the future of your family and the future of this world. Mm. The deck is stacked. The odds are in our favor. Jesus will not fail. Mm. Go, team, go. You don't have to think that everything you're doing is just vanity. No. Mm. This is the basis of hope and legacy. So, get married. Have a bunch of children, right? <laughs> you got to disciple those children. you got to preach the gospel. Yeah. you got to fulfill the Great Commission in your f- own family, first of all, right? Mm-hmm. Show them the commandments of Scripture. Teach them the Proverbs. Instill the fear of the Lord in them. You can't regenerate their hearts, mm. but you are the means, very often, through which God moves in their life through the Spirit of God. And you mm-hmm. do all of this with this promise in the back of your head that God's got me. He's on my side. He's on my children's side. And you establish your legacy. That's, That's awesome. the thesis of this show. That's why we're doing this whole podcast, Household and Homestead for Fun, right? <laughs> I got plenty to say about homesteading too, but we'll save those for other shows. But this is the reason why we want this show is to build up and edify the Christian household. Mm. Because I can see it in my mind because I've read it in Scripture. There's a vision out there of a community of people in Acadiana a few generations from now that are visibly, manifestly blessed by Jesus for being faithful and obedient to him. Hmm. A witness to Acadiana, a city on a hill. Hmm. I probably hmm. won't see, I'll be like Moses, don't ever get to cross over. You know, like Abraham, <laughs> <laughs> probably won't see it in this lifetime. Right. But I, I see that. I, could, I see that in my mind. I see it in the text of Scripture. Hmm. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. What else we got? We need to do some announcements for everyone. We, how many people we got on there? Seven hundred and. 30, I see. Yeah. 12. Minus 700, <laughs> you know, but good. We got about 13 or so. You got a captive audience, you know. What do you, we got God and government coming up tomorrow. I see. I'm your sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying, I'm trying to brush up on comments. So that we got a few coming oh, in. Oh, well, go for yeah, it. Yeah, God and government's coming up tomorrow. Um, Gabby Daigle's in the feed. She says. Hey, Gabby. Uh, I think, though, that so much of the church in the Bible Belt is about simply raising happy, healthy, well-adjusted children, as if that's the only goal. So she hates to see the gospel reduced to that, but she agrees that God transforms families. Amen. We're definitely not reducing the gospel to that, and we agree with that particular thing. The, there is a sort of a, a, you know, a yuppie, if I can say that, a yuppie vision of the family out there. Mm. I'm not talking about young, upperly mobile professionals. Right. Um, not talking right. about all of those sorts of things. I'm talking about covenantal promises here. Um, Amen. Right. For the future. Amen. 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 Cool, man. So I don't see anything else coming into the feed. I feel like that was good. Yeah. Feeling good. Wrapped good. up. Wrapped up. 
We will have this available in podcast form on Sermon That's Audio. right, guys. So if, if, you y'all don't, if y'all don't know about our uh, podcast that we've launched, oh, there's so many of them right now. I'm trying to think. Which, what show are we doing today? Tomorrow's God and Government. That's Tomorrow's right. God and Government. Tomorrow we're going to be talking about Christian activism. <laughs> that sounds good. That sounds good. Maybe we'll go to jail. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we got um, SermonAudio.com. You can go to find all of our podcasts. Search We Are Christchurch. Um, you can also go to our website, which has a new landing page, by the way. You can go to wearechristchurch.com slash media nice. and find our all, kind of all kinds of cool resources. We got blog posts, videos. Christchurch, um, what is it again? Wearechristchurch.com slash media. Media. Slash. I haven't even seen it yet. It's, it's some fancy stuff. It looks, do it. it looks real nice. Thank uh, you to the volunteers behind the scenes. That's right. We've got an army of volunteers, and by an army, I mean two but they're doing a great job. That's all we, <laughs> they're hey, rocking it and doing very well. All we got to do is be faithful with what the Lord gives us. Amen. That's right. Amen. And we got to, uh, well, there's, we got other things in the works. We got stuff coming, stuff coming. So, guys, thank you all so much for joining with us. I uh, hope you guys are doing well. If you got any questions, feel free to email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com. And I ask that yep. you would uh, send me those questions or ideas, comments that you might have. Maybe you didn't catch them while the show was running live. Um, normally, this show runs at 11. Uh, we're yep. put delayed today because of um, what is the thing? Plumbing issue. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Not by us. No, we didn't break it. Somebody else right. did. Uh, but so happy to be with you guys again. We hope to see you all next time. And in the meantime, think about that hashtag legacy. Forward thinking, growing the church, generations to come. Thank you guys for joining with us, and y'all have a good week.